This is exactly right. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to a Minnesota, a Minnesota, a Minnesota, a Minnesota, Either a Minnesota, Minnesota. Uh, yeah, bun- nah, nah. That's right. It's it's a morning edition. Kurt and I are up early recording these Minnesotes because it's Super Bowl weekend in Los Angeles. <laughs> Not that <laughs> Kurt could attest to this. Not that there's a single advertisement in the entire city of Los Angeles letting the residents know that the <laughs> yes. Super Bowl is here in two days. <laughs> that is so fascinating. Isn't that true? There is not a single. <laughs> that is how much Los Angeles does not give yes. a shit about sports. Sports in general, yes. like there's like a movie that's like airing on epics that has like 55 billboards, yes. and the Super Bowl <laughs> does not have a single billboard. It does not, and the even weirder part is that we're hosting the Super Bowl, and the Los Angeles Rams <laughs> are in the Super Bowl. So our hometown team is in the Super Bowl, and I am telling you, if you live here, the only ads are down near what used to be called Staples Center, which is now called the Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> it's so insane! <laughs> all right, like All culture has just dove it off a cliff in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's so real, but there's one big thing that's just like home of Super Bowl XLVI or whatever it is this year. Other than that, I mean, this town, it, it's what Kurt said. Every billboard is for a show you've never heard of, a YouTube original series. <laughs> a YouTube original series. There are people currently right now in the air flying from Cincinnati that are probably so excited to come to Los Angeles for the yes. first time. As they should be, because it's winter in Cincy and it's 80 degrees and sunny and no humidity today. <laughs> and this week... But uh, there is there is a hilarious. there's literally a billboard for a man named Chaz Dean, and he's just a he's just a he cuts hair, and he has a giant billboard. More people are aware that Chaz Dean has seat has chairs available yes. than they are that the Super Bowl is here today. To, Chaz two days. Dean is is a local like he, legend. I, he's a legend because he looks mythical. Uh, he looks like a creature out of yes. uh, that you would have to battle somewhere in a labyrinth at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and he sells hair care products and skin products, I think mostly for men and wi- I mean for women. But uh, yeah, Chaz Dean, you come around a turn too fast and see yeah. Chaz Dean looking down on you with those haunting <laughs> eyes. You turn right around, you go back home. Man, I would love to get, if anybody knows, if Chaz Dean is his given name but at birth, then I will eat a whole surfboard. I will cut it up into pieces and eat a whole surfboard. Okay, I like this. I think you're going to, I think you're not going to have to eat a surfboard. <laughs> uh, also, another, Chaz Dean, never met a person who's ever used that product before. Nobody's ever said, oh, I actually use that. And so between the Wait, Super does Chaz, Bowl and Dean, Chaz have Dean have his own, have yeah. his own like line of products? Big time. Oh, Chaz That's Dean is thing. big time. I had no yeah. idea. Oh, yeah. Chaz Dean could buy us and sell us a thousand times over. Anyways, this is Bananas Minisodes. These are your confessions. Uh, the topics we asked for this week were small crimes and online dating, app dating. And we yeah. got dozens and dozens of great ones. And we got about 50 overall good ones. Some of them are confessions. 
Some of them, you guys just letting us know things, which I find very funny. Um, but I have a combined one I can start with, Kurt. You do it then. You do it because mine, mine are off topic. Mine are off topic. It's so okay. Get into we'll it. swing it back in. That's the thing about mini sods. It's just Curdy B and I freestyling. Um, okay. I'm going to combine two. Here's one. Oh, and these are anonymous. We don't say your name. So if you're listening to this in six months, you're listening to this next week, send in your confessions. We won't, we won't dox you. Oh, and um, you can also you can say this is a confession or just this is a story. You can use my name if you like, yes. l- would like to hear your yeah, name. You Some people would stories. like to hear their name. We like to know what our beloved bananas are up to. Here's a confession. Okay. And then I'm going to do... I'm going to do a confession into what it kind of falls under to not a confession, but just a statement. So here we go. Sweet. sweet. I stole toilet paper and soap from work for eight years. It's the only mm. thing I miss from that job. Very, Perfect. Very good. Good. Confession. As you should. Yeah. yeah. As you should. <laughs> Absolutely. And then if like if it if if <laughs> like if you're if you're like at the point where it's just like it's hitting your if it's fe- if you're feeling toilet paper in your wallet, you have an ethical right to steal toilet paper at work. I agree. I agree. They're not paying you that extra dollar a week. Uh, and then this is a separate banana we'll send in summer of 2019. Within a week, I had met and hooked up with two different guys from Tinder. Neither one of them had toilet paper frowny oh. face emoji. Oh, no. This is crazy. And I think I've mentioned this uh, on one of the main episodes, but a friend of mine out here once asked me, and I'll just... I'll. Breeze over this because there's this other one I want to mention. Uh-huh. She once asked me how many towels I owned. Do you remember yeah. when I talked to this? And I think so. She started dating a guy and he only owned one towel, so she would wake up early to shower before <laughs> him so she didn't have to dry off with a wet towel. towel. Anyways. <laughs> so when Kurt and I first met in New York, we met really at the People's Improv Theater, which was a very cool theater with a lot of young, talented people. So there was this one guy that was a, an older teacher, really good improviser, good writer, all around fascinating dude that people had like a weird mystique around the theater, and I can't quite describe it. Anyways, one time... He Here's what his me. mystique was. I'll tell you what his mystique was, is that he was uh, uh, seemingly ageless. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could not pinpoint what Paul age Rudd he was. Paul Rudd levels of ageless. Paul Rudd levels of ageless, and had... Like a mid-Atlantic accent from the 60s, almost, (laughs) um, of that which you could not place, and it was uh, very unique, and he just seemed of a different era. He always wore, like, a dinner jacket. Yes. um, And, but was like a hip, cool guy, but just, like, had those things, and I don't believe that they were affects. I believe that that he's just this unique, weird dude. Okay, That's right. So he... He invited me over for a birthday party at his birthday at his apartment. And he was like, Scotty, people are coming by all day. You can come yes, as early as I remember 11 a.m. You can leave at 2 a.m., whatever. Is this when he do. rented a hotel or no, is this, this at is his a apartment? One. This is okay. a different one. I think it was a year before the hotel. Uh, which is also a great plan. On yeah, he just he'd rented a hotel for three days, and you could, anyone could come at any time, and he would just be there, yeah. ready to to host at the Plaza Hotel along Central Park. So and great. He when he turned forty, he rented it for three days, and if anybody wanted to come hang out twenty four seven, and a lot of us did. It was very. It was a great idea. It's a great, great idea, idea if you need a milestone birthday idea. Anyways, so I I was must have been working that afternoon, probably waiting tables. So I swung by at like eleven a.m. And it was just he and I. And it was fine. And he made me a coffee. But he's like, hey, when everybody gets here, we're all going to sit on these pillows. 
So we sat on these two pillows, <laughs> like cross leg on the floor. We're drinking coffee. And then like one or two people rolled in. Um, he at the time was buying and selling African masks. That was his side hustle. So okay. he was showing me all of his recently ac- acquired wood and clay African masks. Okay. So I'm having a very strange day. Oh, this is the first time I've ever hung out with this person. Is also oh, an really? interesting detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and him on his birthday in his house sitting, sitting on, on pillows. Floor, okay, great. Not drinking coffee, not drinking water, just look talking about African mass, but we're hitting it off. We're having fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then so other people come, and I felt that thing where it's comfortable to leave like when you're early to a party, and you're like, okay, yeah. now there's five people here so I can roll out. So I went to pee before going and hopping on the subway, and I go into his bathroom, and the bathtub is filled to the top with cotton balls. The bathtub? The bathtub, a full size, like almost jacuzzi size, a remarkably large New York City apartment is filled from bottom to top with dry cotton balls. (laughs) And when I came out, he he looks at me, he's like, the cotton balls, right? And I go, yeah, what is that? I just thought it was like an art installation or something. He goes, that's my birthday present to myself. I'm going to get naked and lay in a tub of cotton balls. And he did. He later told me it was incredible. He's like, everybody should do it. But he had bought like, I don't know, 90 bags of cotton. And then he just got naked and just laid in a ball. Of- I mean, the guy is profound. He, he is profound. He's just like a genuinely strange and smart and funny guy. Um what a strange man. Isn't That's that such so a great, funny, though? funny thing to I, do. He keeps in touch now and then. And uh, I... He great, yeah, fun guy. I hope to see him again in life. But it, the first time I met him, we talked about African masks, sat on the floor, and then I, he told me he was going to lay naked for his birthday present to himself in a bathtub of cotton. Ball. He would always say stuff along those lines to me where I realized he was serious, yeah. and then I would just be like, "Oh, you're genuinely one of the strangest people I've ever met." Yeah. Do you know, like, like where it's like when the when the, the when the cover when the cover of the book doesn't match up. Yes. with. With like how strange the person is, our kind of guy. And a side yeah. note: you mentioned his agelessness. When I first moved to Brooklyn, um, I became friends with Andrea Rosen, who's a really mm-hmm. funny comedian and writer that Kurt and I know. It's actually the reason I know Kurt and Kristen was because Andrea performed on a very early hot tub. Yeah, and I think one of the first. Yeah. I was a sound guy on a TV show called Stella, and she goes, Scotty, I think there's this really fun thing you should go to. It's called Hot Tub. They're really funny. I'm performing. So I went with her, saw you guys, and that was that was the catalyst. Any toots, probably a year or two after that, I knew some people in New York, but I was staying up for Thanksgiving, didn't really have plans, went over to Andrea's apartment that she used to live with, Michael Showalter, and mm-hmm. they had me over, and I was starstruck. It was like Paul Rudd was there. Mm-hmm. Zach Orth was there, all these really cool actors and comedians. And I was a true nobody. I was 23 or 24 and, you know, had some good conversations, but fully expected every single person there besides Andrea to completely forget who I was. I think about three or four years later, I'm walking uh, in the snow down in Greenwich Village towards the subway, and I look up and I see Paul Rudd's like two blocks away, mm-hmm. and he's coming towards me, and I was like, I'm just not going to say anything because he's f- very famous at this point, and he looks up, he goes, hey, Scotty, how you doing? Oh, and I was my like, God. Hey, Paul, how are you? And then we just crossed and kept walking, and I was like, that is why people love Paul Rudd. Yes. We had one conversation at Thanksgiving one. where I was the biggest loser there by far, and not only did he remember my face which is so hard in entertainment he remembered my name and i was like well that guy's number one in my book forever 
Oh my god. Oh, I mean like that, that and also cool? that is the type of brain where you're like there is there is a reason certain people are famous. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There is like not only are they incredibly talented, yes. but they also just have a brain that like where they remember everything they've yes. seen. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I do. It's just like uh yeah. It was so flattering. Love him. Great guy. Um all right, I got one here for you. Yep. Uh this is not a confession. This was sent in by Kat Meza. Um, at Just Call Him Woody. She said, Banana Bros, I was listening to the pod at work today and suddenly remembered a story from years ago. Uh, It isn't mine, but it happened to a drumline tech we had in high school. (laughs) He went to the same school as us and had graduated about 10 years before us. So one day in Algebra 2, first period, they had a substitute teacher, probably your average substitute teacher type. I wish I could remember how he described this man. Uh, So the usual worksheet while the sub sits at the teachers and desk commences. Then about halfway through the first period, early in the damn morning, all of a sudden the teacher breaks the silence by jumping up and shouting, oh my God, I left my cat in the microwave and sprints out of the room and doesn't come back. Oh my God. The class had no teacher for the rest of class and I guess someone else had to come cover for the rest of the day. No one saw the teacher for the rest of the school year and had to wonder why the hell his cat was in the microwave and how he could have possibly forgotten about it. Fast forward to Uh the next school year Okay, and sooner or later a teacher is out sick and lo and behold there he is the man with microwavable cats. After class has started, someone eventually addressed the elephant in the room. Yeah. I'm so confused, by the way, because... Okay, I'm listening. I'm in. Why was your cat in the microwave? As it turns out... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. His other cats pick on this cat, especially while they're eating. If he didn't separate them, this poor little guy wouldn't get any food. So with his limited apartment space, which I suppose, with I suppose a sizable microwave, he would pick up the cat, set it up in the microwave, and give it its food bowl up there away Mm -hmm. from the other cats while they ate. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine this means he shuts the door for this. Maybe it's a huge microwave with a really small cat inside. But why else would he leap from his chair in a panic upon remembering the cat was in the microwave? Maybe if the door was open the kitty was too scared to jump out by itself and he needed to put it back on the floor we all busted and got laughing at this story i'm so happy i remembered it I haven't thought about it for so long hope you've got time on a video so for this one love the show Woo! well that's a uh, great story it's such a great story and it reminds me of when and i kind of like have hinted at this time i think i've talked about it at a live show once um but when i lived alone yeah. i I had to cat sit Albertina's cat. Albertina just decided to move to Chicago. Our good friend Albertina. Yeah. She was like, I'm moving to Chicago. And then, but she's like, I can't take my cat for some reason. Great city. And she's like, can you watch my cat? And I was like, for how long? And she was like, I don't know. And then I was like, oh no, I now I have a cat. Yeah. Because like she just lived in Chicago for a couple of years. Um, and so I'm living there and I'm, I, I've had cats in the past. Yeah. Um, we love a cat on the podcast. We love cats. I'm not, I'm not anti-cat, but I am more, I do slide more toward dog. Pro dog boy. Um, but uh, the, this cat was, I don't know... He was a he was a, a fucker is yeah. what the best way to say it. He was you know, a fucker. Okay, he would like just get up and whatever. Like he like I had to have. I it actually made me very clean because he would knock anything on uh, any flat surface off onto the ground. He would come up and look at me and then just like smash a like glass. And he was powerful. Like he would break glasses constantly. Mm-hmm. 
And anytime I opened the fridge, he would jump into the fridge. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and it infuriated me because, you know, sometimes you're just like trying to get something real quick. You're like, oh, I got to go with this. And then boom, he's in the fridge. And then I would be like, what are you doing? And he would just sit down in the fridge. And then I'd be like, what, you want to stay in the fridge? And I would close the fridge yeah. thinking he would be upset. And then I would open it and he'd jump out. And then I would open it up and he would just look at me like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> This is my house. Like, wow. that was his attitude the whole time. Like, this is my house. That's the best you got, big guy. Yeah. Oh, closing me in a fridge for 1.5 seconds. Yes. Why don't you try leaving me here for a week and see if I yeah. can? I got food in here, pal. Oh, God. Didn't you have a pair of jeans in your freezer for like two years or something? Uh, for a full year. Yeah, I, I got I got gum on my jeans. Um, I got gum on my jeans like the day I moved in. Yeah. And I had heard that you put them in the freezer to like harden it and then you can break it off. Um, and then I just simply never did that. And so I just, and I made iced coffee every single day. So I would open the freezer, see the jeans in there, take ice out from around the jeans, and then close the freezer. And that was where... That was where I was in my life at that time, living alone. Do you know uh, what I mean? That like the jeans stayed in the freezer because I'm the only one who sees them. And I would remember, I was like, yeah. ah, I got to get those every morning. I got to get those jeans out of there. And then so I just never did. <laughs> and then eventually, I think I just threw the jeans away because they'd been in the freezer for a year. You really know in New York, and I don't know if this is the case in other cities I haven't lived in, but in most cities... When you have friends, you go to their houses. You you go, oh, Kurt's having yes. people over yeah. to watch the Super Bowl at his apartment. We're going. In New York, that happens so rarely. You so rarely. can tell who your best friends are or who you're sleeping with by yeah. have you seen the inside of their house? Yes, it's, it's the I agree. I remember that apartment, but like your first apartment, I only went in one time. The one in Windsor Terrace, I only went yeah. once, but the one down in Ditmas or whatever, yeah. many times, because we were very good friends at that point. Yeah. But I can think of all my New York friends, even people like Mamrie, who I'm extremely close with. I never went in Mamrie's apartment, not one time. Not once. And it, and it is also, and I remember talking about this um, on This American Life when I was talking about like that time when I was single for the oh, first yeah. time in my life. Wild time. It was like one of the things about like going home with a lot of different people that was fascinating to me was like, what does their bedroom look like, you know, and seeing like, what have they chosen to put here? Like what books are out or are there no books or is this like, you know, do they have like four water, (laughs) empty water glasses on their side table? You know, I always was fascinated by that. And now I feel like it's less fascinating because I go over to people's houses all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, You've been to this house. I've been to your house. Like in normal cities, you go over each other's houses and hang out like that's the fun. But in New York, it's it's like secret. It's like a little hole that you climb into yeah, just at like night. Inconvenient. Like you, you, yes. you everybody's <laughs> got roommates or they're in a relationship or everything's so small or it's so hard to get to. And so mm-hmm. you kind of just meet at bars and coffee shops and restaurants or in the park. And it's like a neutral zone. You have your social life and then you eventually you bring a book bag with you. So you have all your supplies. And then at some point you go home, you sleep, you shower, and then you leave your apartment again. It's very odd. 
Yeah, no, it is. And uh, and just thinking that that's normal. That's yeah. the funniest part. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're just like, oh, well, this is how people live. And it's like, nobody lives yeah. this way. Yeah. People are going over other people's houses constantly. Yeah. There, <laughs> there's more, th- more houses than cafes in most places. I know. That's why I always loved when I lived in Atlanta, because everybody would just invite you over to their house. And the houses yeah. in Atlanta are really cool. And the apartments mm-hmm. are spacious for young professionals. So you were and just backyards. Like, yeah. You felt like an adult for when you're. I was yeah. 21. I was like, oh, this is how adults live. To bring it back to the the person that sent in the thing that they went home with two Tinder dates in one week and neither yeah. had toilet paper. And then to connect it to what you're just saying is when you and I were shooting um, one of the Comedy Central pilots, we ended up shooting a little bit here at my house. And one of the producers, Whitney, who's still a good buddy, when she came over, they were like, oh, cool, this is your house. And, you know, did the normal thing where I was like, here's the bathroom, here's the deck, here's the whatever. And she, while we were recording, I noticed she went into my bedroom and then came back out. And I thought maybe she was just looking for another like area to shoot in or maybe yeah. another room to get something. And then after you were done shooting and the cameras were down, I was like, do you see anything good in there? Like just jokingly. And she's like, I just wanted to check that you had a bed. And I mean, I mean, I was like, what do you mean? She's like a bed frame. She's like, half the guys I go on dates with just have mattresses on the floor. She's like, great bed choice. She's like, that's an awesome bed. And I was like, well, thank you so much. But she snooped. She just walked into my bedroom to see if I had a bed. And I was like, how? Sizing far? you up. Sizing yeah. you up. Still a friend of this day. <laughs> Nothing more than a friend of this day. But it was funny because she was just like, is this guy a yeah. normal guy? Is he an adult or is he still a man boy? And that's the question. Always try to be an adult, folks. Try to be an adult in the good ways and not the bad ways. That's right. Keep it right? silly. Keep uh, it silly. Keep it absolved. being a silly adult. You're all Everyone. absolved. Never worry about these things ever again. Thanks for sharing your confession. In omnum Patricus Spiritus Sanctum. Uh, bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 